Hello, welcome to the Curator Podcast. This is episode 39. Hi, hello, welcome once again, dear listener, to the Curator Podcast. I am your host, Mark Fraser, and this is episode number 39. Apparently, though, it's actually episode number 41. I think that's because I did a couple of short episodes last year, but of the regular scheduled podcast, this is episode 39. On this episode, I have Tom and Paul, the rhythm section from Heck, who were formerly known as Baby Godzilla to the uninitiated and they're just a damn good band and they're damn fine gentlemen as well they were playing the cat house in Glasgow which is the second time I've done an interview in there and I've got to be honest guys I don't really like doing interviews in there because there's nowhere in that whole venue that's quiet you'll hear it in the podcast in a minute when I interviewed Gallows you could actually hear the support band playing in the background despite the fact we were in the dressing room and separated by lots and lots of space basically so that was okay and then I thought well maybe I can mitigate it further by actually going upstairs because the cat house is on two floors you see maybe I thought if I went upstairs it would be a lot quieter Nah, not at all. As soon as the band starts sound checking, the bass is incredible. You can you can hear it every single note basically. And there's a point in this podcast where you will hear the band sound checking. At the time it was hugely bassy. I had to do something to, to fix that, which I did. But yeah, man, like it was just tough. It was it was it was a tough recording setup. There was a lot of noise and I sure cracked out the SM fifty eight instead of using the, the capsule mic on the recorder, but you know, we make mistakes sometimes, but it doesn't affect the quality of the conversation. You can hear everything really clearly and the guys were really hope, open and happy to chat. And I was really glad I got a chance to talk to them. They're really nice guys and their album instructions just came out on the 11th of March and it's cracking. It's been a long time. It's been a, it's been a while in the making, I think, and the guys talk a little bit about that in the podcast, so I won't say too much about it, but I was quite shocked when I heard it. I mean, those guys writing that music when they, were, when they released their first EP, the kind of music they play now seemed like so far beyond them and now they're, they're nailing it and they also talk about that in the interview as well so I guess the best thing to do is to shut up and just fucking get right into it so that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to get right into it I'm going to open up with a track from that album this song is called The Great Hardcore Swindle and I hope you enjoy it
Hello, gents. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Very well. Good. How are you? Good, very good. All oh, right, thanks. Just finished work. Just here. Phone goes. Oh, no. oh. That's a wonderful life world to recording, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wish it happens. Just put mine on silent. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you guys have ever heard this podcast before, but uh, I kind of deal in uh, creativity and passion. So right. You guys are quite passionate. We used to play live, especially, anyway, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I think we, um, we like doing what we do. Yeah. Where does that come from? Why, why like, you don't have to be that mobile on stage. I'm not that mobile on stage. <laughs> the, uh, I think it probably comes from the songs that we play. You know, you can't really play those songs without getting massively into it because it's just it just feels right so yeah that's kind of how you do it and from the day one our band has always been kind of we all left other bands because we wanted something more so as soon as we like me Paul and Matt got together we all were in the mindset of wanting something more and more exciting and you know and we just created this band that was just so full of energy that we just wanted to just push it further and further. So then, then we had a Johnny, and then we had a Johnny, and it just it just went even further. So I'd Does probably say the songs really. So it's like that explosive kind of catharsis, almost like just letting everything go all at once. Yeah, yeah. you know, everyone has like their frustrations in life, and you know, stuff that they just need to get out. And I wouldn't say we do that in a negative way when we play. I think it's we only ever just you know do it really positive positive thing so it's a good way to like expel all the negativity but in a positive way if, if that makes any sense yeah like i've seen you guys alive a few times now and i never get a sense of it being pure negative energy you know it's, it's never a sense of like i'm going to get hurt here yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah i never yeah. really get that sense no you, you just get you kind of when you that's like i said before when you get when you make these songs when you make these fast rhythms and fast paced drum things it just gets you going and you just kind of want to just you know and you know you know what it's like when you're watching a really ridiculous band that you want to watch and you start feeling that kind of you know that's all it is but just times a million yeah so so let's let's go back to the very beginning not the beginning of heck slash maybe godzilla but um the beginning of i guess your own musical life because i like going i like an origin story man like a superhero origin story <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i think going down that route can be quite <coughs> interesting because it's not just about well tell me who are your biggest influences? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not, I don't, like, that's valid, of course, but it's not what, not what I'm yeah. asking, you know? Yeah. So, like, I guess you guys can take it one at a time, you can jump in together, I don't know, but um, when did you guys realise that being musical and being creative was something you wanted to do? For me, it kind of just, um, it kind of just happened. It sounds, as, as, uh, as, weird, as weird as that sounds, it kind of, I wasn't, I was into music and I was listening to a lot of music at the time. But the way I came to play drums was purely by almost accident. Um, just a bunch of friends kind of went, I was just hanging around with them at the time, and they just went, oh, let's make a band, because they could play guitar and, uh, and bass. And I was just like, oh, cool, what shall I do? And they went, oh, you can play drums. And I was like, I don't know how to play drums. And they were like, oh, one of our friends goes, like, gets lessons at a church. You should go with him. And I started playing drums, that was it. I was just like, oh, this is really fun. And then at being at that age, you just kind of take things up easier and quicker and stuff. And it just, it was just so much fun. And then I was like, yeah, I want to be in a band. And then you look at, and then the more you progress playing and listening to music, you're like, I want to be in a band. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to, you know, and then it just goes and your mind's just like, 
you know, I, I want to do this now. And then when you figure out, when you get a band together like this, where it really clicks and works, you kind of go, yeah, yeah, this is what I want to do now. Did, did, can you remember that period of transition when it was going from being in bands where it was like, oh, it's just like messing about to, holy shit, this is a, this is a fucking serious thing that I think kind, we can push. Kind of, I, th I think it was kind of relatively recently, Yeah. yeah. to be honest, because like, we always just kind of, we never ever, I know maybe like a lot of bands ex say that, but we never really expected, because our music's so ridiculous, you know, we never expected to get the support and the kind of like help that we've got so far. And to play the gigs in that rescue rooms gig was just like playing that was very wow this is real where i felt feel like a a proper band <laughs> getting getting like the main dressing room yeah, yeah. that's that's the moment that's the moment when you go yeah <laughs> when you look in the fridge and you see all the, that sandwich all, stuff all, that, all that ham <laughs> i was like endless ham the right yeah. endless <laughs> ham <laughs> Because uh, the reason I ask is because I think a, a lot of bands that I, like don't realise how much a lot of people don't realise how much work you got to put in to get to just like to get to the level you guys are at. Was it ever did, did you ever have that moment where it was kind of like oh like this is a lot of work or was it just like just keep playing have having fun just keep doing it and just see what happens. I think I think we're all of the mindset that we've got to to, to do this. You have to enjoy it because you know there's you know. There are sacrifices you have to make to be in to be in a band, but as long as you're enjoying it, those are sacrifices that we're all pretty much willing to make. So, yeah, we as long as we're happy. When did you realise, Paul, that you wanted to? Um, I actually, it's a really. I didn't realise that was how Tom started because <laughs> I started in exactly the same way. Yes. There's a group of people, and they were like in you know well obviously where I went there was a, there was a lack of bass players and there's a group of. So I was like, oh, I play guitar, and they're like, oh, no, you've already got a guitarist. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I could play guitar anyway, but I just saw that as being, like, like a thing. And one of them was like, oh, why don't you learn to play bass? And I was like, oh, yeah, go on, I'll have a go. And then, yeah, like like Tom said, like, I sort of gave the lessons, took it on, and realised that it's much better than guitar. So, uh, and just, just ran with it. We used to play in an indie band, really. Um, and then, so, going from that to this is, like, is... is Quite funny. <laughs> was getting lessons quite integral then? Do you think to to to, the, to knowing you could, I guess, achieve your musical goals? I think I think it completely depends on the person. Mm, definitely. Because like, a lot of my friends, or friends that kind of I went to sixth form and stuff with, they all studied music, and I never ever 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 studied music. And then, and the lessons that I had at the church were by a like a, a guy that just came in and just kind of did these hour-long lessons that weren't specifically like grade one, grade two. He just kind of just showed us bits and bobs and things like that. And then they, they stopped quite quickly. Um, and in a sense, I'm kind of glad that I didn't learn the, the like have full lessons and proper learn lessons and go to like uh, uni and study music and stuff like that. Because the way I've done it is I think has shaped the way I am and the way I play drums. If I would learn, if I'd have learned the proper way of, I guess, the proper way of playing and the proper way of reading music and stuff like that, I'd, I'd be probably technically skilled, you know, but I might not have the same kind of like feel and energy that I put into it now. But, and I think that's, it just depends on the person and what they want, really. I, t I totally agree. Like, I'm from a similar situation. My brother plays guitar and he studies music at college just now. And uh, I play guitar as well, but I've had some lessons, but I've never really studied it because I was always thought to myself, I don't really want to like 
distill something I'd really enjoy into like this academic exercise, which I think would maybe rob it of of passion for me. Well, anyway, yeah, it, it, yeah, that, that, that's anyone, that's completely. That, that's it. It's, it's down to the person because you know there's probably plenty of like incredible drummers and, and stuff that have Absolutely, gone to yeah. and gone gone through actual um, teaching and proper teaching. And to be honest, it will get to a point where I'll, you know, you can only learn so much on your own, you know. But I feel like the way I specifically for me in this band in this instance, I think that um, the fact that I've the, the path that I've accidentally kind of fell into has definitely shaped exactly what um, how I play and stuff like that so I mean I've listened to that album earlier on today and uh, there was definitely a good sense of I don't get it's, even though I know you guys like live I don't get fear when I listen to it you know it's, it's like it's like almost like catharsis when I listen to it um, but it's finally out now which is ace yeah. um, it's, from what I've read in the art interviews and from what I've heard you guys say before it's like it's taken a while to get here uh, some of those songs have <coughs> been playing or, or not, maybe not playing live but we've had in the you know in the song bank for three years or so at least like the the, the end track we played it at waterfront didn't we like in its earliest yeah. form like, like but that was i remember playing riffs from did, did i ever tell you did well when me and matt made made a accidentally made another band but that was about what four or five years ago yeah. now well, it was and when we, I was in Denmark, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah, and that was, um, and we jammed. Da, 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 ah, okay, da, da, yeah. Da. Matt had that riff, he was playing that then. So that was 2010, and it's so, now 2016. <laughs> so we've had bits and bobs, but it's all, you know, come together now, properly, in the past couple of years. Oh, wow, that song is fucking epic as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, the long... taken a long time to compose that. It probably took... The probably the longest thing that um, that that song took was actually playing it. Do you know what I mean? Like writing it and kind of arranging it and things like that was kind of it didn't specifically take that that long. It was it was physically playing it all from start to finish without with like maintaining concentration and doing everything right and stuff like that. That was kind of like the hard bit about it for me anyway because it's quite a hard song to play for drums just because it's so long yeah. and it's so full on and for everybody really it's <clears throat> like it's not a concentration in that you're getting bored of playing it but there's so many different bits to it and I'd say there's a there's, there's three different sections if you look at the track list in it's separated into three bits and there's part the part two is the bit I personally have to be like Oh god, and I hate watching what I'm playing, but I'm getting slight, you know, getting better as we play it more. But definitely, I think the first time we played it, I was just a bit like, just have to watch everything I'm doing because it's. I remember, I remember because the 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 original idea behind the song was to have three separate songs that could all be played separately, but that you could also play them together if you wanted because they all had recurring themes in them. So that was kind of easy to learn because we'd learned them in chunks so the part one was a standalone song part two was made so you could just play that on its own and the last song you was made so you could just play that on its own as well but when we played it for the first time when we get to the end of the first part we all just wanted to go into the second part and by the end of the second part we were just like ready to go into the third part so we kind of just went well let's just make it one big song then because we're, we're always going to want to play the next bit 
And then when we first played it for the first time ever at this Nottingham festival, just to kind of test it, we were just like, you know what, sod it, let's just play a couple of songs and then be like, this is our last song because it's so long. I missed out the complete second section, so about three <laughs> minutes of it. I just went, we just got to that section where it goes into the second part and then I just went straight into the third part and then it just threw everything off. See, we got, we got back <laughs> onto we, it. Yeah, we got, we got back onto it. I think we, uh, it was a bit of a, bit of a mess up, but no one had absolutely any clue what yeah. the song sounded well, like, that's so. it. like. Like good and shit musicians alike, uh, <laughs> if, when you make a mistake, as long as you can recover, that's, that's actually probably what really makes you a good, good egg, and we're, we're, we're quite good at that. Stop, which is the worst thing you can do. Oh, oh yeah. Fucking fuck that. I think, I think we've had a few moments where we've played, Sorry, a, played a song and just gone, stop, 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 start again. Stop and that was crap. Yeah. If you make a funny joke out of it as well, people are like, people are like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, ultimately songs. forget yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean, like, I was, I don't, I don't know how to say this and not make it so defensive, but I was really surprised at how technical profession the record was compared to when I see you guys live because there's just so much chaos when, yeah. I, when I watched you guys and like that's good obviously I was, aw <laughs> I was aware of like the Dylan's Escape Plant-esque nature of your sound anyway because I've seen you guys live you know what I mean um, but I don't think I was ready to hear it like at that level do you know what I mean like to it was like it was awesome to hear it I was like fuck like these guys can play live and can fucking play like <laughs> you know what I mean thank you which, Cheers, is, which is what I love about music anyway it's the kind of music I'm drawn to mm. you know did you guys been getting that a lot, or is that? I'd say that's probably. It's one of the biggest one comments. Of the most thing, yeah, yeah. Like you get people going, "Oh my God, they've got songs!" And it's like, well, you know, we we had we had them anyway, but it's really nice that people are noticing that now. I suppose. I think I think it's the medium, the way this has come out as well, because we've always tried to be like uh, as best as good musicians as we can be and we've always tried to push ourselves as well, but I think this album has really allowed us to kind of express that more so than the previous records, because the previous records were very like, I don't I'd say raw. They were, they were, they were really raw, so like the intricacies of certain songs and things you won't necessarily have picked up, and then maybe live, if you, if you listen to the song live, an old song, on CD and then go to see us live, you might not specifically pick it up because the live show was so ridiculous. Like, you know, you can't obviously play the twiddly bits when you're on your back with one hand on a microphone and one hand on the guitar, but you know, it's, you, we're trying, you're trying to get, you, you constantly <coughs> evolve and learn how to play and how to get through exactly what you're playing. So. The thing is, you guys playing the game is it we enjoy it always, we'll always exist in that medium between Never, never exactly sounding like a record anyway because that's not what you go see that's not really what you want to no. go see a band like yeah. you know? and I wouldn't try and kid anyone now and say it's going to be a you know a, you know picture perfect representation of the album because you know all the energy was still in the album because of the way we recorded it but obviously we weren't going around the recording studio like trying to fucking climb on something that you know that shouldn't be climbed on and you know again so it's it's like it's completely different things as well. Yeah, really playing, playing live and, listen, and and listening to music on on your own with your headphones on it is completely different. You know, you know the the album. If you you could listen to an album and I could listen to it, but you could take from it completely differently to what I take from it. You know, but then when you see it live, you might get a similar kind of feeling of just energy as well. So I suppose that's good. The answer does come across in the recording. How did you guys manage to do that? 
they, they, what, the sorry? energy does come across. Like, does I think come, like, that was uh, the guy that recorded it, Matt yeah. Peel. He kind of, we, we, we've always had a, a mindset of having, we always used to, wait, <laughs> initially we wanted to record everything live because of the, we, our first EP was recorded really kind of like in, we all did it separately in a booth and stuff like that. And then when the final product came out, it sounded good, mm. but it wasn't really kind of like gritty and kind of what we wanted. So Oki, when we recorded Oki, we did it mainly live, all in the same room, and it just felt so much better. And we kind of did a similar thing yeah. with the album. We kind of all stayed in one room and played it together. And I like, think that helped. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Like, you know, we <coughs> fettled with stuff after, but like, the main bit it wasn't just like it's going in a window with Tom with a click track going, go on me. Yeah. It was, you know, it's the main beef of it was live. Yeah. So. We've been able to see yourself when you're playing live is actually not something that I've done when I've recorded, which I would like to do at some point if you said I've never really been in that situation when I've recorded live, but I've been, we've all done it at the same time. I'd love to do that in the future. Maybe when I've got the money to record in a bigger studio. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie, it was not a big studio. Like, yeah, it was tiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really small, but it's it's really good it's because you can then you can connect because when you're playing live you, you do these little looks at each other and you know you, you know what you know you look for cues and stuff and body language and things like that that people watching don't normally see but because you're you've played with each other so long you know what each other's doing and thinking and stuff like that and that when you have that in the studio it's, it's really nice as well because you get the same the sense of like energy from looking at each other and stuff so it's not as stale as just doing it in a booth so that's maybe partly to why is the energy is translated it does it does sound like you've recorded it live anyway so I mean, that's, that's kind of what you want in it so yeah. uh, i had a question about athleticism <laughs> which generally is are you guys ever worried that it's going to come a point where you guys can't give it the full beans live um <laughs> i think age is going to catch up with it yeah. but by that time hopefully we'll have combusted and, and all the world will be rid of us anyway but like you know we've we've all had injuries and, and things that have, I think once I, I had full knee surgery and tried to play a gig and it just wasn't it wasn't great but Johnny's also had knee surgery and that's one of the only times we've ever had to cancel a show because it happened to coincide with that and it just wouldn't have been wouldn't have been good for the rehabilitation of, of body parts but I suppose it's just like, as long as we're trying to put everything into it, like, it'll be fine. It's just a, a constant kind of want to be better and want to push everything more, you know? Especially with like my drumming, I, I always, every single gig, I always want to push myself. I, like, if I get tired at a certain point, the night after, I want to make sure that by that point, I'm not tired. So you kind of, it's a constant, you push yourself, keep going and keep pushing and keep getting the better out of yourself. You can hear that in the music as well, like the way the EPs, from the EPs to the album, there's definitely that challenge, you can hear that, that pushing like what you can physically play, which is... Yeah, you, you won't get better if you don't push for something that's slightly out of reach to try it, and then as soon as you get that, you've got that, then you hold it, and then you keep going for that little thing that's just slightly out of reach, which is either play it a bit harder, play it a bit faster sometimes, or, you know, play this little bit that's a little bit too complicated, and then you just do it, you do, you go for things that are just slightly out of reach and then you get them eventually <laughs> and then you, <laughs> then you, then you keep going and then that's the way, that, you know, that's how you can, that's how we 
see progression anyway. Mm. I think you definitely, if you listen to the, like we, we went through a couple of old tracks the other day, like really old tracks, like the first tracks I've ever done and I was playing them, I was like, I know the music's slightly different, you know, it's a different style, but I was like, bloody hell, this yeah, is, this is well, well easy. Now really it's easy. like, yeah, you know, Matt will come with a riff and you'll be like, never going to be able to play that. And about a week later, you'll be like, right, I can play that now. So. That's, that's what I love about being in a band as well, is when somebody comes with something like a, a bass part or a guitar part or something, and I'm like, I can never sing and play that, but I fucking make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it, you, you, just, you just do it, yeah. you just make, you know, you, you do what you can to do it, and if it's your kind of physical ability to, that's just holding you back, then you, you know, try and up your fitness a little bit more and try and get more in shape and, you know, but ultimately it's down to like, you just practicing and pushing yourself and then yeah if you if you just make sure you practice it slow it down and then gradually speed it up then your technical ability will get better as well so it's definitely just uh, i was wondering about the older stuff i couldn't really find it online anymore probably for obvious reasons but is it ever going to come back out or there's no plans for it right now and it it wasn't taken down consciously Uh it's to do with the the name change like is this there's legal like issues with it and you know it might just be easier like as, cra- as crap as it sounds it might just be easier just in the short term I've got a lot on a plate just to leave just to flash. leave it leave it be mm-hmm. but you know that's not to say we're not going to go you know stop playing those songs and stuff you know we'll still it might be nice just you just maybe think of an idea actually for like maybe 10 years on of when we first released our first EP because I think you could probably fit it on a 7 inch both oh, sides that'd be good. to release our first ever EP, which is completely different sounding, but we could do like a limited thing. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, re-recorded. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. re-recorded. <laughs> so no bloody click tracks in there. No. I was wondering about, about the older stuff as well and all the stuff that you guys went through. Like, I know it must be quite hard to have to basically start from scratch again, but it was also kind of... What was the feeling like at the time when that happened? Like, With what, sorry? When you get to change the name and all that? Like, what was, what was the it feeling was like? dread. Yeah. Absolute, it really like, was. it was like we didn't have a band. The band, it was like your band had just stopped and that was it. It was just, what happens now? It was, it was very jarring to the kind of system to be kind of, you know, you do it for, at that point, five years pushing this name and you're really excited and you're really ready to go and you do the Kerrang tour and you do this and you get a nomination for a video award and everything looking really good and then you just go then someone comes up and says no stop we're having that we're we're having that start again and ultimately it was our fault yeah for not really noticing it but it's still a shock to the to the to the, to the grand scheme of things, it's a big shock. Do you guys have any resentment for that, huh? Not now, I don't... No, not really. At, at first you kind of go, what, how dare they? But if you think about it, it's like calling your band Coca-Cola. Yeah. You can't... You can't do As that. much as it sounds mad that Godzilla is an actual trademark name, it, it's a fact, you know, and you, you go, okay, whatever. And that's kind of, I think that helped us move on because it was just like, it wasn't something that was maliciously taken away yeah. from us. It was something that we kind of... It wasn't something, you know, in the grey area, it was black and white. It was we black, were, yeah, you've done this wrong. So we were kind of like, shit, let's do it again then, let's start again. But it just, the, that process was a lot harder than we thought. <laughs> yeah, and it's probably, people probably just thought we went, went black for a couple of 
you know months on social media and then came back and it's all rosy but they were some dark periods they were they were so we, I'd, I'd say we were close to, to split it up yeah. and stop it because we were that kind of annoyed and angry like you say there was probably a bit of resentment to the whole situation and like what's the point and blah 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 but you've got to kind of just sit and chill out and be like come on you know you'll figure this out just give it a bit more time i think we initially gave ourselves like a couple of weeks to come up with a new name and turn it around but in reality when you think about that it's just insane like you know there's so many things come into play People getting on our backs as well about you know oh we, if we need to if we get this out now we need to you know get a name and it's like we can't just pick some piece of crap that one of the is in the band isn't happy with because we shouldn't have to we really shouldn't have to settle for this one this should be you know there's been there's always periods when you've got four different people four different ideas where you have to settle for something and there are certain issues and that's fine but this was going to be one of those ones where we have to we have All to take agree. this name. On and we all have to be pulling from the same direction. I think. So. I think as well that that um, backed that kind of way of thinking up was because we weren't massively we weren't massive fans of the name Beer Blood Dinner anyway. We kind of just we kind of it was one of the things where we just kind of called it ourselves and we just like that's that. And then it ended up we ended up kind of getting you know quite a lot of like coverage and stuff. And we were like, oh, that's our name then. And they were like, and, oh, we can't you know, change it. We now. can't change it. We can't change it now. But then when it happens, you kind of go, oh crap. I wish we'd not have changed it. Oh no! What what happens now? But as a as like a, it was really <coughs> nice though to like be able to just come back with this because it's not like starting a new band because we were the same band, but it is like. But so we came back with all all these new things, all these new announcements, and a, an album in the pipeline. Something which we'd been struggling to do, like prior to the name change, um, and yeah, it was just it was really it was actually really nice thing to happen <laughs> if in a yeah. weird weird way so it kind of renewed your fo focus i guess and, and get into i guess so yeah it kind of helped us all to kind of i think if as well if you didn't want to be in a band you probably would have just called it quits there because it was such a blow it was like all this stuff that you'd worked for and then to just stop straight away you know if you if you weren't massively into being in a band you that was the perfect time to go sod it let's just do something else you know but it was like we all wanted to do it so there was no stopping and we all wanted to make sure that we had a name that we all liked this time um, and then we just as soon as we got that name which I believe Matt came up with we just went everyone was just like I remember the moment I was sat in my girlfriend's um, house and um, I was she was probably getting sick of it, me going, telling her all these random names. She was just like, you know, I'm not bothered, you know. And then I just kind of went, heck, quite like heck. And she was like, okay, cool. What does everyone else say? I was, like, I was like, everyone seems to like it. And then Paul, yeah, heck. Matt, I like heck. And then Johnny, last heck. one. Heck, and we were all like, yes, <laughs> that's what we are. Do it. And then we ran with it. So. Probably a good time to wrap it up, I guess. Um, you guys got anything else you want to say or anything you want to ask me before before we finish? Um, what's your perfect Sunday? Oh, see, they're not going to know what we're talking about now. I asked this before we started. Um, no, you didn't. What's your number? <laughs> this, this is a completely organic question. <laughs> what's your perfect Sunday? Um, my perfect Sunday is band practice. That's what I already do. So. What's your band called? False Hopes. We played with you guys last time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
and yeah, that was good. So yeah, that's my perfect Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what as well. No disrespect to the Casa cat, uh, cat House, but when we played at the it was all audio. audio. When we played at the audio last time, oh, yeah. the loading is so much better. <laughs> out of the van, roll through the door, get the sound man shouting at you. That's probably the last thing we should say. Get a lift, Cat House. Get a lift. Yeah. <laughs> get a lift. They can fit your van in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can park it, so you don't have to pay six pounds for two hours parking. Oh man, that's Thank, cruel. Thanks, Glasgow. <laughs> I'll tell Butler he'll love that. Yeah. He'll love that you said that. <laughs> no, I do like Butler. Well, well we love Butler. Yeah. Thanks very much, guys. It's been awesome. No worries. Off you then. See, those those are just two really lovely, really nice, really affable guys, and I had a lot of fun talking to them. A lot of good stories as well. Like I loved, I love to hear bands get into really deep, intense conversations about the music they've made and how they got there, basically, you know. And that's yeah, that's exactly what Tom and Paul did. So thanks very much for talking to me. I really appreciate that. Hopefully they're listening. They might not be, but it doesn't matter. Thank you anyway. I hope you enjoyed it though. I certainly enjoyed it. Um, just a little bit of admin thing I should probably clear up is on the sixteenth of March. And my interview on the Hello Five podcast came out. Now, as you might remember, episode thirty-eight was with Jamie from Atlas Empire, and who also does the Hello Five podcast. So, I said in that episode that it was actually part two of our chat because I we'd already done part one, but mine came out first. So, yeah, his podcast came out on the sixteenth of March, and man, I can't believe people let me speak about stuff. I don't know, like, it's weird to be interviewed. Listening back in it was just a totally bizarre experience. I don't like my voice at the best of times, but my God, can I talk some power of shit? I'm telling you, man, it's fucking, fucking terrifying. Anyway, um, I actually thought it was quite an entertaining listen. If you like this podcast, you'll definitely like that chat. If you like me, I don't know why you'd like me, but if you like me, I guess you'll like it too. Some interesting things I've spoken about. I speak a little bit about my band and stuff as well and all my musical influences and shit like that. It's kind of similar to what this podcast is, but I'm on the other end. So yeah, please go listen to that. Also, um, also meant to say in the start that my band actually supported Heck in November 2015. And uh, I talk a little bit about my band, which is called False Hopes, which I briefly mentioned in that interview there. So I give a wee listen if you, if you like hardcore why wouldn't you? I don't know. Please check out Jamie's podcast, Hello Five Podcast. It's awesome. Has some cool people on there and me, who's less cool, but you know. But you know, I'm grateful he can speak to me. So yeah, that's part one of a part one slash part two of a two part conversation. Check it out. And yeah, that's that. I'm done plugging my shit. So thanks very much for listening. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you get a chance or just hit me up on Twitter if you want to chat. I'm really open to talking. I've, I've not been doing so much on Twitter lately, to be honest. I've been kind of busy with work and stuff like that, so I've not really had the, the time to devote to talking to people on there. But I will talk to you if you chat to me. So, aye, drop us a line at base. going to play you out now with uh, another song from Hex debut album because, frankly, I think it's Dynamite. And if you like it, then... If you like hardcore, if you like really messy hardcore of the Dillinger Escape Plan sort, then you'll really dig this album and they're an awesome band. We spoke a little bit about this song on in the interview. And this is a three-part song. It's the last song on the record. It's 16 minutes long, but it's just, man, it's sprawling and it's epic and I just love it. It's a three-part title. It goes by the name of See the Old Lady Decently Buried, Although Amongst Those Left Are You. It's a cracker. It's a great ending. And it's a great way to end this podcast. Until next time, dear listener. Bye-bye.
How good we are, don't we should be?